This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 404, How to Become Rejection Proof with Jia Jiang. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. In today's episode, you'll find out how to become free when it comes to your fear of rejection so that you can not only start more English conversations, but also accomplish anything you want in your career and your life. Today, we have a special guest on the show. Our guest today is known as the Rejection Guy and learned through a 100-day experiment how to conquer the fear of rejection. Based on what he learned, he recently came out with a book called Rejection Proof and has been featured as a speaker at companies such as Google, IBM, and Dell. Our guest today is TEDx speaker Jia Jiang. Now, let's meet Jia. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey guys, welcome to All Ears English. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today I have Jia Jiang on the show. Welcome, Jia. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Lindsay? Well, Jia, we are excited to have you here because I heard a podcast with you on the Start From Nothing podcast and you are the rejection guy. And I think at the core of the hearts of our listeners from all over the world when it comes to learning English is this fear of rejection. So I thought it would be so cool to have you on the show today to come on to tell us about how we can become rejection proof the way that you've done that. First of all, can you tell us a little bit, Jia, about the experiment that you did? about rejection what did you do so the, basically the idea was i i found i've been afraid of rejection almost my whole life uh you know it's affecting my business life it's affecting my personal life so whenever i wanted to take a chance uh to do something new to have a new proposal i just fe- I feel that fear was just holding me back uh, a lot um so i'd rather not to uh, do things because I, I, I was so afraid to be rejected by someone else. So what I did is one day I said after, uh, um, you know, a, I was rejected with an investment for my business. I said, you know what? Uh, I, I felt so bad when I, when it happened. I wanted to quit. And I said, you know what? I, I gotta let this be over with. I cannot be afraid of rejection, uh, as much anymore. So what I did was I did a hundred days of rejection. So basically every day I went out. Uh, and talk to a stranger every day uh, and try to get rejected at something. You know, there, there was so, some pretty ridiculous things I did. Like, for example, I would ask a stranger to borrow $100 from him or her. Or I would, you know, after, uh, you know, a free refill for food. Not, you know, in the, in the U.S. here, uh, you go to a fast food restaurant, you get a free uh, refill for drink. But I would ask for a free refill for food. 
Oh, after, wow. after you after you give me a burger, I want a second one. You know? <laughs> that is very gutsy. Yeah, yeah. that's very gutsy. <laughs> yeah, I, I would knock on the stranger's door and I, I hold had a soccer ball in my hand and I said, "Can I play soccer ball in your backyard?" You know, and and I would uh, uh, when I saw a police officer, I would uh, you know stop him. I would pull him over <laughs> and ask him, ask the police officer, "Can I drive your car?" So these are the the things that that I did, and they were for sure was going to get rejected. I love it. I love it. And I love the donut story. And if our listeners want to hear about the donut story, they can also go over to your TED Talk, right, which you did in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And we'll give them the link for that later. So you went out and tried, intentionally tried to get rejected. And what was the idea? What was the point behind this experiment? And what came out of it? How did you feel differently afterward? Yeah, so it's funny that... Uh, what it started ended up to be something very different when it, uh, how, how it ended up to be. When it started, it was the idea of you just, I mean, me just going out and get rejected, right? One rejection after another, I was going to just aim for rejection. And then I would just desensitize myself from the pain of rejection. Okay. And so I would lose the fear, you know, uh, of it. So that was the idea. What ended up happening is I found people started to say yes to me. You know, like the, the, a lot of them started to say yes to me. Like, for example, the examples that I mentioned, playing soccer in someone's backyard, driving a police car. These yeah. people said yes to me. And, <laughs> and, and also you mentioned that donut video. That, that video itself, uh, uh, you know, on YouTube, um, I'm sure, I mean, I know not everyone can access YouTube in the world, but, uh, but you know, that video got over 5 million views. Uh, wow. in, you know, in, I mean, in the worldwide, because it, it's, it's so surprising how not only they said to someone said yes to me, but the way they did it. Um, so, and I started to find out, wow, you know, it's actually how many, every, by the way, every time I do this, when I get a yes or no, you know, I, I completely didn't know. I just went in, bl- uh, you know, blind and let the world do whatever it is uh, due to me. Yeah. And I found people are so much nicer than I originally thought. And, and after I opened up myself to the world, the world totally opened itself up to me. And I said, okay, this is actually the fear of rejection is so much worse than the real interaction, the real reject. Even if I get rejected, it wasn't that bad. You yeah. know, but the fear leading up to it was really terrifying. So gradually, I'm, I, you know, as I started having this mentality of experimenting, of having fun, of not caring about getting yes and no, let the world reject me. If, if something is going to reject me, let the world reject me, right? I love so it. So when, when I did that, I lost the fear. Uh, I started just doing everything, you know, just, uh, you know, having fun, you know, just seeing what's possible. I started to experiment on these ideas about how do I get a yes? You know, how, what can I do to actually maximize my chance? Uh, maximize my chance of getting yes or what can I do to after I hear a rejection after hearing a no is there anything I can say or I can do to actually turn it around to get a yes uh, by negotiating you know and so these are the things I started to experiment and started to learn so at the end it became a total learning project Awesome. I love it. I love it. So the idea that the fear of rejection is so much worse than the actual experience. And then once we get comfortable with being rejected, we can dig into it and see if we can get a yes at that point. So yeah. so when you were learning English, yeah, did you grow up in China yourself and then you relocated to the U.S. a while ago? Yeah, yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. I grew up in Beijing. Uh, like, you know, the Hutong of, of Beijing is 
when I was 16, I uh, migrated to the, to the United States. Uh, okay. And that's when I started to, to learn English. I didn't learn any English when I was in China. It's hard to right. believe because the vast majority of students in China had uh, have English as their sec- second language. But yeah. the school I grew up, we learned Japanese. Oh, wow. Uh, it was very rare. It's very rare. Uh, it's still probably rare today. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I, Japanese was, was my second language. But, of course, yeah. as soon as I got here, I quit speaking Japanese and quit practicing, so I forgot everything about Japanese. Yeah, but your English is excellent, by the way. So congratulations on that. And I want to ask you, how do you think that our listeners might be able to change their trajectory learning English if they could know what you know about rejection, that it's not as bad as we imagine it to be? Because I think at the core, a lot of our listeners might be afraid of starting conversations with native speakers because it's really the fear of rejection. Right. Absolutely. Um, so the fear of rejection is actually the root of a lot of evils. You know, uh, we're talking about speaking English, right? But it's way, it has ramifications of far, that reaches far more than just speaking English. Like, I didn't start this project because I was afraid to speak English to people. I, yes. I did it because I was afraid to get rejection in business settings. Sure. Uh, the fear of rejections, you know, is, uh, it manifests itself in romantic settings. Uh, you know, in personal settings, in family settings, in social settings. So English, uh, for, you know, for the, for non-native speakers is only like something extra that, yes. that, you know, non-native speakers that wouldn't touch. So the, the root is not just English or not, or the language itself, but it's the fear of rejection. But oh, once yes. you get over that fear, you can do better at whatever you do. Like when I got over that fear, I'm much better business person than I was before. I'm a much better negotiator. I'm a much better it. leader. My much better communicator. And in English, of course, if you start to lose that fear, you start not taking yourself too seriously. The problem, the fear of rejection is we think we're the center of the universe. Everyone's looking at us. Everyone's judging us with everything we say and everything we do. That's why we're so afraid. We somehow we have to perform. Mm-hmm. Somehow we have to, uh, you know, uh, conform and perform and make sure people like us and make sure we don't, we're not seen as as crazies. The thing is, is that type of mentality that really holds you back. If you want to speak English, if you want to be a better communicator, the only way to do it is to speak and go out and do it. And you cannot become better when you just kind of uh, uh, try to build your vocabulary, when you read books, you know, when you are just sitting out there watching uh, English. They help, but they don't help you speak better. The only way to speak better is to go out and speak. And the only way to go to speak without, you know, having the fear of rejection bothering you so much is actually just try to, uh, you know, embrace it. You're a non-native speaker. You're trying to learn English. Go ahead and do it. People are so much nicer than you think. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. 
Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Yeah, I love it, John. That's great. It seems like it's the key to freedom, right? The key to anything. And English, as you said, is just one way that it manifests itself. But we see that as a real issue for our listeners. And I know for me, when I was learning Spanish in Latin America, I was also afraid of being rejected by these native speakers when I tried to speak with them, right? So, Gio, what are three things, three concrete things that our listeners could do today to kind of build up this sense of freedom around rejection? What are yeah, three so the three suggestions? The, the, one th- the number one thing is go look for rejection. You know, if you're, yeah. if there's something you're so afraid of, right, you're trying your best to everything you do to avoid that thing. Yeah. What if you turn it on your head? What if you go look for it? Is that still Ooh, scary? That's powerful. That's still, yeah, is that still scary? Like, so what if, like, for example, if you're talking about English, right, as, as a, lang- a second language, what about you come in and exaggerate your foreign accent? What if you come in and, and, and talk not as, as your best ability, but actually try to speak like someone who just barely learned English and see how people react? Yeah. You know, if you can handle that, and, but you know what? If you try now, people, most people will be very nice to you. Yes. Most people will know you're trying to learn English. They're actually trying, you know, trying to help you. So if you can come in and exaggerate your accent and actually uh, be okay with it, think about you speak as your best ability, how much better that will be. Oh, I like that. So seek out rejection. That's yeah. a good suggestion. That does turn it on its head. And is it scary at that point? That's the key question. What would be your second suggestion, Gia, of what they could do to kind of build that rejection muscle that you've already built yourself? Yeah, so the, the, the second thing is not just uh, uh, in terms of speaking English, right? This The second thing is do something weird. You know, ask for something weird. Go yeah. and when you, for example, go to a coffee a shop, Starbucks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure, the, I'm sure you know, Starbucks is everywhere. It's in yeah. the countries yeah. where your listeners are, right? Go to Starbucks and when you order a coffee, ask for a discount. You nice. know, get, get like nice. a, 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 say, hey, can I get a 20% discount? All right. Uh, and, and most people say no. And most people will think, oh, okay, what? But try to negotiate, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you can do 20%, 15%, how about 10%? How about I write you a great <laughs> review? How about you, you save me the money and I'll pay for the next person uh, forward? So try to think of ways to, to uh, negotiate. Try to have ways to chat. And that way you'll find that the other side of the counter or other side of a conversation is another human being just like you are. Yeah. They have fear, they have uh, prejudice, but they also have love, they have uh, care, they have they have heart. So it's, it's a human business. So once you find it out, you find that rejection says more about that person than you. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's a way to be free. I love it. So go to Starbucks and ask for a discount. And if it requires some negotiation, it's still a discount, right? When you start at 20%, even if you get a 10% discount, you'll more likely just get a smile from the barista. And just because you ask, you'll probably get your discount. I love it. I love it. And what would be a third thing, a third and last thing that our listeners could do today out in their cities to build this rejection proof muscle, this sense of being free around rejection? Yeah, so um, another thing that you can do is when you are um, going out there and getting, you know, just ask for something. I'll teach you uh, a quick skill um, on 
how to get things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> instead of asking, instead of, instead of asking, can I get something? Can I do something? Ask how. All right. Use the word how. How? Yeah. How do I get a fifteen percent discount off? Okay. How is that? How can we chat for five minutes so I can practice my English? Yeah.、Uh, oh, how、awesome. can I go on a date with you? That's even harder. But ask how.、Right. And the、oh, reason is instead of asking yes and no, when you ask how, what you do is you're inviting the other person to help you, right? You're you're、uh, you're putting on a helper hat to the other person. People,、yeah. Honestly, I've learned this over and over again. People want most people are nice and want and they want to help. They're、yes. scared to say no to you. Uh, right. and, and they're not scared, but they also don't don't they don't want to say no to you. They feel、mm-hmm. like a jerk when they do. People say no to you, right? Right. It's also right. the flip side of the fear,、uh, fear of rejection is fear of giving rejection. But also,、uh, you know, people na- naturally want to help. So what you do is you want to facilitate and have that get that out of them.、Um, so when you ask how, when you also state your motivation, right? Why do I want to do this? Because I want to learn my English. Because I want to practice. How can I make this happen? Now、I、people are sitting, you know, coming back to your side of the table, trying to solve the problem、uh, for you. Right, I love that. So instead of just giving them the two options of oh, can we speak English, yes or no, instead、yeah. you get them to start problem solving. How can、right. we practice English so that I can help you with this and you can help me with that? I love that last suggestion. So guys, go out and give that a try today or tomorrow. If you meet an expat in your city, a native English speaker, go out and say, hey, how could we practice together for fifteen minutes over coffee or something like that? I love it. Yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, and I would love to have our listeners check. Out what you've done online, so they can continue to get inspired and follow your work. Where should they go to find you online? Sure,、uh, my website is called fearbuster.com. Fearbuster.com. So、uh, just one,、uh, one, one fearbuster. That's not there's not an S. Fearbuster.com. So go there, and you can have my hundred days of rejection blog, where you can see what's happening. What when I did my hundred days of rejection. You can find my the book I just published. It's called Rejection Proof,、uh, and uh, also you know、uh, you can hear my talk、uh, yeah. that that I give、um, that talk about my story, talk about these key takeaways, and you're gonna have a lot of fun with them. Perfect. So over at fearbuster dot com is that right, Jia? Is that correct? That is right. Yep. All right. Well, I want to say thanks again. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been wonderful. I think we're going to get some fantastic comments from our listeners about this episode, and we really do appreciate your time. So thank you so much, John. Good luck with your next TED talk if you have one in the future. I'm sure this is one of many. <laughs> All right. I, I hope so too. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks so much. Take care, John. Have a nice day. You too. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you're taking your IELTS exam this fall, get our free IELTS checklist: the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.